الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولولا فضل الله عليكم ورحمته ما زكى منكم من أحد أبدا ولكن الله يزكي من يشاء والله سميع عليم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم As a person begins to make progress in deen they'll begin to appreciate the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and more as a person begins to make progress in deen, they begin to appreciate the blessings of Allah Ta'ala and that increases over time. And perhaps you've experienced this yourself, that when your eyes have now opened up to deen, and for instance you see someone who's ill, someone who's sick, let's say someone's disabled for instance, you see them and while previously you wouldn't have thought much of it, except that how unfortunate for that individual. Now you begin to think, when the moment you see them, you say, Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah that He has blessed me with health. Praise be to Allah, Alhamdulillah, that He has blessed me with health. You may see someone who's impoverished. You might see children that are in extreme poverty. Maybe you see them on the internet, maybe you see them in person. And while before you may would you may simply think that this is unfortunate or how unfortunate it is for them, when you begin to make progress in deen, you then appreciate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you wealth. And you say, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not given me poverty. Right? And there's many, many examples of this. And you can apply this to your own life. That as you begin to progress, you begin to thank Allah or you begin to appreciate what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. And sometimes it's, it's when someone isn't given that that you're reminded of it. Sometimes when it's, it's, that's, when you, that's when you're more reminded of it. The next step though, <clears throat> this is important. The next sign of progression is that a person begins to recognize that their progress is because of Allah. The next sign is that a person begins to recognize their progress is because of Allah. Before it was only the things that were outwardly apparent to you. Right? It could be your health, it could be your clothing, it could be your home, it could be your children, it could be your parents, it could be your car. And every time you see these things, you're reminded, Alhamdulillah, this is from Allah. Alhamdulillah, Allah is giving me this. Alhamdulillah, you know, this is nothing of my own doing. You know, I have wealth. Alhamdulillah, this is from Allah. And that's, but that's, this, that's the initial step of, of recognizing and appreciating Allah Ta'ala's role in your life. That's just the beginning step. That's just the beginning step. That isn't the, the end goal. The next step is then to recognize that even my progression in my faith, even my progression in deen, is in the control of Allah Ta'ala as well. And you begin to appreciate that. You begin to appreciate that even my progress in deen is because of Allah. 
You begin to appreciate, for instance, that you're, that, that now you're interacting with the Qur'an more. But then you, rather than attributing it to the, your own effort, you begin to attribute it to Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, is it working? The mic is working? That you begin to attribute it to, that you even begin to attribute your relationship with, of the Qur'an with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Now you begin coming to the masjid, and now you begin to think, rather than think that, oh, what an, what an effort that I was able to make, you begin to think, Alhamdulillah, this effort, th- this effort was purely the result of Allah Ta'ala, or my attachment to the masjid now is because of Allah. You, for instance, now begin to give a little bit of your wealth in charity, whatever amount, maybe it's a little bit every single week. And then you now begin to attribute even this action to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Even the effort that a person makes toward purifying themselves, even this is solely the result of the tawfiq, the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And interestingly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically addresses this in the Qur'an. Allah ta'ala, He specifically addresses this in the Qur'an. He addresses the believers, He says, Ya amanu, referring to us when, he's, when, when the verse begins. And He says, وَلَوْلَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ وَلَوْلَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ That had it not been for the, the fadl, the, the bounty of Allah, وَرَحْمَتُهُ and His mercy, had it not been for the bounty of Allah and had it not been for His mercy, مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ That you wouldn't be able to purify yourself. Had it not been for the fadl of Allah, had it not been for the mercy of Allah, you wouldn't even be able to purify yourself. You know, of all of the efforts that we make in deen, the one that we sometimes attribute to ourselves is the effort that we make, for instance, in developing our relationship with Allah. And we think that, alhamdulillah, I've put in an hour of, an, into my dhikr today, or in the last week I've been very consistent in my dhikr, or over the last week I've been very consistent in going to the masjid, over the last week I was very consistent and, and, and I ensured that I didn't, I didn't miss any salah altogether, over the last week I uh, was particular about, about interacting with the Qur'an. You know, all these efforts that we make toward purifica- purification, we attribute these naturally, we attribute this because, to an effort that we're making. We attribute it to an effort that we're making. And then we expect that the consequence of that is going to be what? That we are going to subsequently become purified. The effort, the, the consequence of that effort is that we will then become purified. And purity is attractive. Everyone wants to become pure. Every human being wants to become pure. And we as believers in particular, we desire that our hearts be removed of filth. And so we think that the effort that I'm making in my deen, this effort that I'm making, Consistent or inconsistent, the result of this is going to be my purification. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it clear. He said, had it not been for the bounty, the fadl of Allah, had it not been for the bounty of Allah, the fadl of Allah, rahmatuhu and His mercy, then you would, you would not achieve purification. There's no way you would achieve purification. Now think about it, the fadl of Allah, the bounty of Allah. We're sitting here in this, in this, in this, in this, in this building, under this ceiling, and all of us have come in with the intention of taking another step in our purification. We've all come here with the, with the intention that I'm going to take the next step in, 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 my, in my purification. But who provided the facility? I mean, where, did, where did this come from? Where did this come from? This, this building wasn't available you know, to us, let's say, 20 years ago. The, who provided the, 
the air for us to breathe while we're sitting in this gathering, who provided the carpet for us to sit on while we're in this gathering, allowing us to work toward that purification, who provided us with the intellect to be able to sit and understand the words that are being, that are, that are being conveyed in this gathering. It's all from Allah, the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's all the fadl of Allah. It, 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 who, if we think that we made an effort to, to come here, right? Because the next step of my purification is to come to a gathering such as this. Well, who provided you with the car? Who provided you with the gas to fill in the car? Who provided you with the legs to be able to take steps from the parking lot into this gathering? Everything is from Allah. Every single, uh, everything that needed to occur in order for you and I to be here right now and be able to hopefully achieve some degree of purification, every single component of that came from Allah. Every single component of that came from Allah. You can even say the, the, the acts of purification that we do. right? Let's say we sit in dhikr. Well, where did the dhikr come from? Where did the dhikr come from? I mean, th- th- yeah, so we have to put an effort in, for instance, to reciting uh, the, the salawat on the Prophet wasallam. But, but who taught us that? Where did that come from? It comes from Allah. Allah Ta'ala gave us that, that anyway. You know, the, the mechanism of purification being the Qur'an. And we say that I'm going to dedicate 20 minutes or 10 minutes every day to reciting the Qur'an. Well, where did the Qur'an come? It's the word of Allah. And if Allah Ta'ala, out of His fadl, didn't give us the Qur'an, then we would have nothing by which we could use to purify ourselves. Everything is a consequence of Allah. You know, we say, okay, well, I benefited from, uh, I, I, pure, I work toward purification through my shaykh, through my teacher. Well, who did that, where, where did that person come from? Well, that person came from their teacher. Okay, but where did that person come from? Okay, well, then that person came from the Prophet ﷺ. That person learned from the Prophet ﷺ. And who sent the Prophet ﷺ? Allah. Right? One of the main f- functions of the prophets, of, of the Prophet ﷺ, and the Quran, it mentions it more than once. Well, you zakihim, the function of the Prophet, what the Prophet ﷺ, is to purify the people that were around him, is to purify the community. But who sent the Prophet so that that purification could even occur? It's Allah. It's Allah. Everything, physical, metaphysical, everything that would be required for a person to make progress in achieving purity or working toward purity, that's from Allah. But then look beyond that. وَرَحْمَتُهُ And His mercy. And His mercy. Ultimately, even if we could somehow attribute all of the things that I just mentioned to our own effort, Right, walking, driving, breathing, getting your own building, you know, whatever it might be, you, you know, even even for that matter, the Quran. Even if you were to attribute all of these things to your own effort, it's only by the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that a person is able to purify themselves. Allah Taala says it. Wa rahmatuhu. It's only by the mercy of Allah Taala. It's only by the mercy of Allah Taala. Who, who changed your heart? Who changed my heart? To even think about coming to a gathering like this. I mean, what effort did you and I make? We happened to bump into someone that reminded us of Allah or told us about Allah or told us about gatherings that remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then our life completely changed. But how did that initial bump even occur? How did you bump into that person? It was the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How did you come to know of that person? How did you come to know of the gathering? Just the mercy of Allah. Just the mercy of Allah. And 
even if you were to say that this purification is the ultimate purification, right? Which is the purification that we desire on the day of judgment, right? We all desire to be pure such that we are placed into Jannah because Jannah is a place of purity. And impure things cannot enter into Jannah. The only way by which you and I will be able to enter into that pure place is through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. That even the Prophet ﷺ, when the companions, when the Prophet told the companions that none of you will enter into paradise, none of you, the Sahaba who witnessed the Prophet ﷺ before them, who who were far better than any of us can ever even imagine that we would become. The Prophet ﷺ is telling these people, this group of people, that not a single one of you will enter into paradise except by the mercy of Allah. No one. No one will enter but by the mercy of Allah. So the Sahaba reflexively turned this question back on the Prophet and said, But Ya Rasulullah, what about you? Even you? Are you? Perhaps you'd be excluded. You were chosen by Allah. You were sent by Allah. You are the most pure. There's nothing. There's, you are the definition of purity. You're the definition of purity. Anything that you and I are working to, achieve, uh, uh, working to accomplish through our dhikr, through our Quran, through our suhbah, they, it's all working toward that model of the Prophet ﷺ. You're the definition of what purity is, what purification means, what it means to attain purification. So even you, Ya Rasulullah, even you, being as pure as you are, even you can't enter into Jannah? The Prophet says, no, not even me. Even I'm dependent upon the mercy of Allah. Not even the Prophet ﷺ, as pure as he is, is, he's dependent upon the mercy of Allah. So a person's purification occurs through the fadl, through the bounty of Allah, wa rahmah, and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, and we have to take heed of this. We have to take heed of this. Because sometimes when we begin to make progress toward Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, we, complete, we, be, we become dependent upon the efforts that we make, and we neglect the tawfiq that's actually required. We become dependent upon, the, and we focus simply on the effort that we're making, but we neglect all of the, the, the backdrop that that's occurring in. We forget about Allah altogether. In our efforts toward Allah, we forget about Allah. And the emphasis, Allah Ta'ala says, مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ Allah Ta'ala, He could have just left it and said, مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ that, you know, from, from you, none, no one will be purified. You won't be purified. But He says, أَحَدًا Not a single one of you will be purified. And this, this occurs in a particular context, but it applies to all of us. The, the, the revelation of this verse, but it applies to all of us. Not a single one of you, not one of you will be able to achieve purity except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's fadl and mercy is upon you. Not the scholar who studied eight years dedicating his or her life to the deen. Or not the da'i who brought in a thousand, pe- a thousand people into the deen. That person, not even that person is excluded from this. Not even the, the, the shaykh who's called you know, hundreds of people toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even, not even that person's purification or the ability to purify is excluded from this. مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ Abada, Never. Never. You will never be able to achieve purification except by the fadl, except by the mercy of Allah ta'ala. Except by the fadl, except by the mercy of Allah ta'ala, you will never be able to achieve purification. It should... Uh, open up. We, we, it should sort of open our eyes for us that we are one hundred percent dependent upon Allah. Even when it comes to our progress in Deen, that that thing that we make effort toward, even that is dependent upon Allah. Even that is dependent upon Allah, and we should be appreciative of this. 
<coughs> we should be appreciative of this. That if Allah Ta'ala has given me the ability to come to a gathering like this, then we reflexively turn it right back on Allah and say, Ya Allah, this is only because of you. This only because of you. This isn't an effort that I made. This isn't something that I've done. I did not achieve this on my own. This is purely the result of you. In the same way that we would attribute some goodness that Allah has given us, physical, our health, or our wealth, or our intellect, in the same way we would attribute these things toward Allah Ta'ala in the beginning stages of progression, the next stage of progression is that we should attribute even our progress, every step of our progress toward Allah Ta'ala. And if we think it's our own effort, if we think that it's our own accord, then we're in trouble. Then we're in trouble. Then we actually think that we're better than others. Then we think that it's it's something that we're special in some way, shape, or form. But that's not the case. Allah Ta'ala is clearly saying that it's my fault, that it's my mercy that has brought you here. If you were left on your own, you'd be completely lost. If it was up to me, I could choose not to send the Prophet. I could have chosen not to send the Prophet. And you all forget about this. Forget about you being here. You wouldn't even believe in me. You'd be left to your own. And on the day of judgment, you'd be standing before me. And, and, and then what would you have to say? This is Allah's prerogative. There's nothing, there's not, there was nothing requiring Allah Ta'ala to create a means for us to purify ourselves. There is nothing binding on Allah Ta'ala to create a circumstance or, an, or opportunities like this for us to be able to purify ourselves. There was nothing binding on Allah to grant us a tawfiq to even recognize who He was. He did, there was nothing. This is completely His own. This is completely His own, his own will. There was, there's absolutely nothing binding on Allah Ta'ala. That He allow us to recognize who He is. Have we ever thought about that? And then Allah Ta'ala continues and He says, وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُزَكِّي مَنْ يَشَاءَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُزَكِّي مَنْ يَشَاءَ That rather Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala purifies whomever He wills. Allah Ta'ala purifies whomever he wills. We are that dependent upon Allah. Our initial purification, which was from not believing to believing, that initial purification that was required for us, that goes from not believing to believing, was Allah Ta'ala's will. Whoever he wanted to place into this category, he's put us into that category. But Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala purifies whomever he wills. There's nothing binding on Allah. There's nothing binding on Allah. And if Allah Ta'ala has given us the, the, the tawfiq to begin to recognize the importance of purification, then we should be in more indebted toward Allah because He's actually opened up our eyes. And we should never attribute this to ourselves. We should think, Alhamdulillah, thank you Allah for choosing me. There were so many other people that could have been given this. And you chose the most despicable person on the planet to recognize this and to at least work toward purifying themselves. How is that even possible? Every single night before we go to bed, every single night before we go to bed, we should make it a habit that when we're lying down right after Isha or whatever it might be, that we ask ourselves, what is it? Why is it that Allah Ta'ala is still keeping me a believer? 
Why is it that Allah Ta'ala is still keeping me a believer? When every single day, hundreds if not thousands of people are losing belief every single day. What is it that I've done that's kept me within the umbrella of belief? What is it that I've done? If anything, I've done everything that's taken me away from Allah. I've been heedless of my prayers. I go to the masjid once a week if I can. I spend time in, in, in terrible company. I engage in sin after sin after sin. I'm addicted to many things. My cell phone, my computer. I'm, I, 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 I don't open the Qur'an. Yet, despite all of these things, Allah Ta'ala has chosen to keep us under the umbrella of belief. Every night we should think, what is it? What, it it's clearly not anything that I've done. It's clearly not anything that, if it was what I've done, then I would have been off this wagon years ago. If, it was, if I was left to my own accomplishments in deen, if I was left to my own responsibilities in deen, then I would have been booted off the team years ago. Right? If someone was not performing for you know, the Pistons, for instance, that's it. They're initially, they're benched, and then after a while, you can't step up your game, you're taken off the team. You don't just you don't just get to stick around. You don't just get to stick around for years and years and years. No one sits on the bench for five years in the in any league. They're taken off eventually because they're not producing. They're not performing. Well, what about us and our relationship with Allah? We haven't performed for twenty years, twenty five years, thirty years, and yet Allah Taala still kept us under the under the umbrella of belief. And then take it one step further. We haven't we haven't actually been consistent in our efforts of purifying ourselves despite our attachment to this gathering for 10 years, for instance. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still keeping us under the umbrella of people that wish to purify themselves? We can't become consistent in dhikr and we've been doing it for 5 years and yet Allah ta'ala still kept us on the team? We haven't been consistent in reciting the Quran and we've been on we've been putting this effort in for six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and yet Allah Ta'ala still kept us with this mindset? He still brought us into this gathering, the, you know, the uh, such a special gathering as this? We haven't been uh, able to uh, we haven't been able to serve, you know, the, 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 the community around us. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has still allowed us to at least think about purification, remain in the company of people that purify themselves, or at least associate ourselves with people that purify themselves? How is that even possible? It, it goes, it's beyond, uh, the, it's beyond any comprehension. It's beyond any comprehension. It is only, only the mercy of Allah. It is only the will of Allah. And that's the point that we're trying to highlight. A person, if they really want to make progress in deen, then they have to begin to attribute everything to Allah. Which is why before we go to bed, every night we should think, Ya Allah, why me? Why am I still on this team? Why haven't you let me go now? I am indebted to you. I am... I I have nothing. I have nowhere to turn except for you. I have no one to thank except for you. I have no contribution that I've made except that you... And despite this, you've kept me. Despite this, you've kept me. Every night we should think about this. Every moment we should think about this. Every moment that Allah Ta'ala has kept us in belief. Every moment that He's kept us in the company of, of those people that remind us about Him. And the company of those, those gatherings that remind us about Him. We should think, Alhamdulillah, thank you Allah. Thank you Allah. 
you have the option. You've clearly said, that you can choose to purify whomever you want to purify. You, you guide whomever you want to guide. Ya Allah, please keep me, continue to keep me on this. It's up to you. I know, ultimately, it's up to you. And if you want, in the next moment, in the next half an hour, it's... It's 7.30 right now. At 8 o'clock, you can choose to change my heart around or put some ill thought about you in my mind and I could disbelieve in you within the next 30 minutes. It's completely up to you. But Ya Allah, I am indebted to you. You are my creator. You are my Lord. And this is your prerogative. You do whatever you want to do, Ya Allah. Please, keep me. Don't let me go. Because if you were to let me go, Ya Allah, who would pick me up? If Ya Allah, if you let me go, if you cut me off the squad, if you took me off the team, whether it's the team of belief, whether it's the team of uh, uh, those people that seek to strive in the sunnah of the Prophet whether it's the people who seek to come to the masjid, if you take me off that team, Ya Allah, well, who's going to pick me up? There's no one that's going to pick up this free agent. There's no one. There's no one that can. There's no one that has the ability to. And there's no one that can reward in the way that you can. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Wallahu Sami'un Alim that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all hearing and He is all knowing. He hears every single thing. Sami' means all hearing, everything, not just the, the utterances that we that we make from our tongues, not when we supplicate to him and we call upon him, then he hears this audible sound. He hears even when the heart is speaking. Even when the heart is speaking. And the Mufassirin say that, that, or one of the Mufassirin say that the reason the Samir is brought here is because if your heart is, desire, is desiring that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify you, then, then Allah ta'ala will listen. If your heart is desiring that Allah ta'ala keep you on the team, then inshallah Allah ta'ala will listen. Samir is such a beautiful word. Samir means all hearing. All hearing means the one who can hear independent of sound we all can hear but we are dependent upon a sound being made but Allah Ta'ala can hear irrespective of even the notion of sound there doesn't have to be a sound for Allah to hear he's hearing independent of actual sound he hears everything he hears the the voices that the come that are in our minds he hears the <clears throat> intentions and the desires that we have in our hearts and if we want to remain with Allah Ta'ala if we want to remain with Allah Ta'ala, then our hearts have to always be <clears throat> calling upon Allah and, 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 and desiring Allah. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is in full control and our progress is dependent upon Him. If we seek to progress in our deen, if we seek to make advances in our deen, if we seek to become in some way, shape, or form like the Prophet ﷺ, then we are 100% dependent upon the fadl and the mercy of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to, uh, to work toward purification. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, protect us from the difficulties that would take us away from from, from righteousness and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us uh, under his umbrella until the day we pass until the day we pass away